Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MSX podcast. Today, we're joined by Adrian Eduardo Gonzalez, who's an MS2 at Ponce Health Sciences University. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for the opportunity. It's really nice to be here. My name is Adrian Eduardo Gonzalez Bravo, and I'm a second year medical student here at Ponce Health Sciences University here in Ponce, Puerto Rico. So my interest to become a medical student came since I was a child. I have always been interested to give care to other people. But my first encounter to become a physician was with my grandmother. My grandmother had multiple sclerosis, and looking how this progressive disease affects her was a motivation for me to keep searching to understand what is happening to her and how I can help her and give care to her. And this was the first time that I was completely exposed to the medical field because I was um, being with her to her apartment and all that things. My second encounter in which I completely confirmed my, my interest to become a physician was in my bachelor's degree because I got uh, alopecia areata. And at that time, it was really difficult because it was frustrating at first, but then I, I see like an opportunity to, to search and, and learn what is happening to me, how I can improve myself, how I can improve my quality of life because, you know, alopecia areata is something that is, is stimulated by the stress. And that was like, fortunately, is this condition because stress can cause a lot of conditions which can be uh, worse. But fortunately, it's just something that can be seen aesthetic. But in a, in a society in which we live, aesthetics condition can affect in other aspects. But, you know, this is a signal, a signal that I, I, I was having to do something different. And that's when I learned more. I, I used things to you know, to, to relax and to reflect more. And that's where, that was when I was going to dive more because I also do scuba diving. Unfortunately, um, lately, I have not been able to do so because, you know, medical school, we don't have that much time <laughs> in which I would love to, but, but yeah. So that's when I completely know that my interest was to become a physician. So I completed a bachelor's degree in the University of Puerto Rico, Rio Piedras campus, where I completed a major in interdisciplinary sciences and a minor in medical humanities. And now I'm, I'm studying here at Ponce Health Sciences University and my medical degree, which I consider it, there is, this is a great medical school which provide a medical student a great opportunity to, to to do research while they're student because here we have the Ponce Research Institute, which our faculty members are the researchers there and they are all very open to do research with medical students. You mentioned uh, that you minored in medical humanities. I was just wondering if any of that has kind of carried over to what you've been doing in med school. How has that applied in what you've been doing in med school? Yes, I consider that those courses helped me to become more empathic because they were focused in situations such as Hurricane Katrina. Like that courses were directed to learn more how to how to understand the feelings of other peoples. And because it's medical humanity, so it was like putting yourself 
in the patient's seat, like their perspective and live what they are living. And, you know, that's something that I consider very important because at first when I got completely bored, it was really difficult because I remember just going to the gas station, you know, to, to pump my car. And, and I remember that the person in the gas station asked me, uh, can I ask you something? Uh, do you have cancer? And I was like, what? Bro, no, like, this is, this is just alopecia, fortunately, but this is not something that you have to ask to people. Like, why people do this type of things? Like, it was really upsetting for me at that time. And other times, I remember paying a parking and the person saw my eyebrows, which I don't have eyebrows. This is just like a, a fake tattoo. <laughs> and... I remember that the, the person see, was seeing me because I was not having the tattoo and, and he, he was looking like, like me, like, like weird. And I was like, why, why you see me like that? And I consider those experiences as being really important for my personal growth because this is a field that we're, we, are, we are going to work with patients that have uh, different conditions. And it's important to well see them in the same way. Like they are humans, they have feelings and they are with you because they want to be better. Like they want to improve the quality of life. And that's something that we have to provide them and without judgment, always without judgment. That's something that it's important. And I consider those courses of medical humanities allows every students that take them to become more empathic to, to patients. That experience with alopecia, how has that affected your interactions with patients that you've seen in medical school? All right. So that, ha that have allowed me to be completely focused and give them the complete attention that they want. I have seen and heard about some medical students that have not been exposed to other patients and have seen for the first time, like a cancer patient or a, a patient that you can see uh, from the door that is affected. And sometimes, you know, it's not something that you did on purpose, like, but sometimes the, the eye, the eye contact, it's affected or your facial expressions. And that's something that the patient, you know, see. And sometimes it can uh, affect the rapport that the physician makes with the patient because sometimes it can be seen by the patient as something that um that the that it it's like a feeling that ah, I'm not okay because the, my physician is looking at me in this way and for me it, that's something that have never happened because I have been always looking at the patient like what it is like a patient and very I'm looking at them like not with a complete smile but you know with an optimistic way that we're working to do and give uh, the best services to the patient. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like it's made you, uh, and we were talking about this before, but it's really changed your perspective, or I guess I'm not gonna assume. So from that story, it seems like it's changed your perspective on what empathy is um right mm -hmm. like trying to form a question out of yeah. this but like i think it's just a statement so yes my interest to become a 
a orthopedic surgeon um, comes since I was a child because I remember like being a very curious child that I asked my mom how it's possible that a baby stop become an adult. Like I was very confused and and very very looking forward to fully understand that at that age and and so since I was a child I have been very interested in those topics but it was not until medical school that I fully understand understood the growth play and how it works and it was not until completely determined my interest until I was in this program at NYU where I met uh, Zach <laughs> I acquired exposure working firsthand with Dr. Pablo Castañera, who is a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. And with him, I was able to fully understand the growth plate, the implication that a fracture that implies the, the growth plate have in the growth of the patients and how to fix it. And also I have learned the lender that the orthopedic field is, some, is a field that allows to work hand to hand with other medical fields so, such as neurologists because of conditions such as cerebral palsy. And this is a topic that I consider very important because pediatric orthopedic surgery is something really important and it can improve the quality of life of many patients because it's something that gives preventive care to the patients. And I consider that Puerto Rico also needs that. Here in Puerto Rico, we just have seven pediatric orthopedics and I have contact with with Dr. Cobb, which is a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. (laughs) And and she's the only one that works, uh, that treats developmental dysplasia of the hip for the island. And she have told me that here because of the insurance companies and by the lack of fundings, there's a poor prognosis for patients with developmental dysplasia of the hip. And also there's a poor understanding about that topic in the pediatric field in the island. So this is a field that I, I am really interested to form part. And I'm also very interested to form part in the education process of every aspect of it to the physician community, you know, to give a preventive care. I was kind of wondering what differences you saw in either orthopedics or just in general in healthcare of how things were being done uh, at NYU versus what you've been seeing at Puerto Rico. Anything that you'd like to share about that? Yes. All right. So I have seen many things there, like are difference, but the most impacting one was that I remember that a patient comes to, to the clinic and she was a bit upset because she takes her appointment by two weeks. Like she called for an appointment and she obtained that uh, on two weeks from that call. And I was like surprised that that was that fast because in Puerto Rico, if you want to take an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon, it's it going to take like a long line. Uh, I have a neighbor which was asking for, a, for an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon and the appointment was for 2024 because there's a lack of physician here. Like if you have, there's sometimes that you have a fracture, like a shaft fracture and you are not getting that, the medical attention, 
by Monday. If you got the fracture on Friday at night, you go to the emergency department and there's no orthopedic there. So they just put bandage and they told you, ah, you have to wait until Monday because this is not an, an emergency and there's no attention for you right now. And that's something that really upset me and at the same time frustrated me because this is not something that the community deserves. This is not something that anyone deserves. Like a patient deserves more attention and more time, but it's a complicated topic because it implies that many physicians have been uh, emigrating from Puerto Rico. And the first reason, the fundamental reason for this is that there's a lack of funding. Like um, in the United States, I have I have heard by many physicians there that the, not the worst, but not the, the more competitive insurance is the Medicare and Medicaid. However, in Puerto Rico, the best insurance company is Medicare, Medicaid. Like, because here the insurance company have not paying, have not been paying to the physician and the 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 first I think it's called it's called are very low in compare in comparison to the states and that have been causing them to to fly out from Puerto Rico and that have become a crisis here because it, it it's not it's not just in the orthopedic field like urologists cardiologists like it's really it's really difficult here in the island to find a, an appointment if you need it. Also, uh, gynecologists, if you want an appointment there, like I have many friends that have asked about that and the appointments are for six to eight months from the day that you take it. And it's in that you call the, the physician and it's like, I don't know what I'm calling because I have the, the you know, the medical issue right now and I need the attention right now, but it's not possible. And what that have caused is that most patients present their symptom with exacerbation in the emergency department. And that have been really difficult because it caused a poor prognosis to the patients. And I remember like hearing from an emergencyologist um, diagnosing a, a metastatic colon cancer in the emergency department because that patient does not got his appointments. And because it was like a long time from wait list, the patient missed his appointment and also like missed his appointment because forget it and forget to take a, a new one. So it's some it's a, a serious topic that have to be changed here. So I also have been seeing a comparison of med I have done a comparison of medical school when we were in the at NYU in this summer extension experience. And I have seen that most of the medical school in the United States does not give a test every week. Like most of them give a test every, like NYU give a test every two weeks. I don't remember how, how your school works, Zach. Yeah, we like have it. Test. It's close to every month-ish, basically. Every month, yes, <laughs> yes. That that's nice. Like the, that allows the, the 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 medical student to have time, you know, for mental health, spend time with the family, and you know, uh, after the test, relax a bit. 
And that's something that I consider bad about about this because you know uh, this is a, a field and a a degree which requires a lot of attention and and cause a lot of stress and and I consider that that time is something that it's necessary you know to to give a a, a good focus and so that's uh, that's that's the not good thing about this here but the medical school here allows for you know for medical student if they want to give to do research uh, to do it with the with the faculty members. Here we have a, a good faculty members in which they have uh, most of the focus here is with cancer. Most of them is prostate cancer and and colon cancer. So it's been it allows many many students that want the oncologist department the oncology field to work with them. It's very nice with that. So considering that you know medicine is especially you know hard and arduous type of field do you have any advice for those that may be thinking about going into medical school whether in puerto rico or elsewhere uh yes i will advise them to believe in themselves this is a field that requires literally your complete attention and it's really difficult and sometimes the student can feel like it's impossible but it's not impossible. Like many students have completed already and many students are going to keep completing and that candidate, like me, you, <laughs> and, and the one that believe in themselves, it's allowed to, to complete it. Also, I will suggest them to, to keep doing networking in the field of their interest and to always take advantage to every opportunity that pass through them. Like, Never, never say a no without, without, you know, without a reason. <laughs> so the hurricane Fiona was here. So the hurricane affect most of the south, southwestern part of the island. And fortunately, my house was not affected, but, you know, the complete island was affected in the aspect of the light power and the water. Most of the island, as it passes, were like a complete blackout. And the thing that was um, upsetting the communities is that it's just a category one hurricane, which did not completely land in Puerto Rico. And this hurricane does not, does not affect some part of the northeast part of the island. And they were confusing. They were upset that they were without power because it, it's supposed to, you know, resist this type of climate, <laughs> but the, the, the light should have a, a stronger infrastructure. And that's why they were upset in that moment. But overall, fortunately for me, it was not about my family, for my apartment and for my properties. But here there are many communities which are in need. And I have an organization which I am the president, which is called the Latino Medical Student Association. And we, together to other with other organizations we're working in close hand to to give help to the communities that were most affected you know and there we were seeing many communities that does not have a roof they they lack food they like they they have lost everything and it has been really difficult for those community and and that's why we were going and we keep going because today we go to Clausel, a community here in Ponce, 
And this Friday, we're going to another community in Salinas because those were the areas that were completely um, with water. So they have lost almost everything.